Best Conversations Podcast episode. I don't even know. We ain't gonna get into that. But but um, when you talk about the three three six Greensboro, Winston Salem, it's a few big deals in this city, and um, we got one of them. We got one of them here today. Uh, I've been following this man career since I moved here in two thousand three. When he was doing skits on the radio, his name was Lil Prison. <laughs> so. He, <laughs> So, all the way back then, we have the pleasure, the honor of speaking to 102 Jams, 3 Live Crew. Man, the myth, the legend, hmm. D-Dot. Yeah, appreciate yeah, all of that. Man. Respect. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank I you, man. That. You hear them accolades? Yeah, I hear them. They built me up right I know, now. right? Yeah, it made me feel real good. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> yes, sir. Nick Cannon's wilding out as well. Yes, sir. Yes, but the sir. People, but the people already know that, That's man. what's up. Thank you, man. No, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you so much for uh, being on this podcast. I reached out to you. You was like, hell yeah, I'll do it. And yeah. I was like, for real? I was, yeah. like, I was like, man, I, I truly appreciate it, man. Hey, the Bible says you have not because you ask not. You feel me? You ask for it. And the worst thing they can say is no. No. You feel That's me? That's what my grandma always told me. That's your right. grandma was a wise lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's best, best Conversations podcast. So, man, we're going we gonna to get into your journey, man. Like I said, man, I moved to Greensboro 2003 from high school. Um, and I remember first hearing you on the radio with Africa yeah. and uh, Cal, yeah. and you were just like and Cap the, J, and Cap J, just yeah, yeah. like the like the 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 little guy to the yeah. room, and now you like big dog. Now you the big dog yeah. in the room, man. Yeah. Talk about your journey, man, of starting with those guys and to be where you at now. Oh no, nothing short of a blessing, man. Like for real. Like I started at Winston Salem State. As far as B dot is concerned, that whole. Um, that whole persona was made in Winston-Salem State University. And I was just trying to do an internship um, so that I could graduate at, mm-hmm. um, and, I mean, um, um, at 102 Jams. I'm about to say at A&T, at 102 Jams. And um, I had, at that time, around 2003, 2004, I was King Kong at Winston-Salem State. Like, I hosted mm-hmm. everything. Um, I was fortunate enough. Harold Martin, who is the chancellor now at A&T, he was the chancellor at Winston-Salem State at this mm-hmm. time. And he saw the way that the um, students gravitated towards me on campus, and he gave me the opportunity to be the PA announcer for Winston-Salem State at that mm-hmm. time, around 2004. Um, so I was just a big deal in that regard. So people who worked at 102 Jams would come down and do things on campus, mm-hmm. and they and everybody would tell them, Yo, y'all need to put B-Dot on, B-Dot, B-Dot. So they would be like, who is B-Dot? So... I went to go do an internship at 102 Jams because you needed that to graduate. Mm-hmm. And while I was in there, I just loved being at the radio station. Like, I never envisioned myself doing radio. Like, radio was not something that I grew up wanting to do. Mm-hmm. Um, to do. I always knew that I wanted to entertain. I knew I wanted to be on television. I just knew that I wanted to be able to be paid for entertaining people. I've always was the class clown and yeah. always got in trouble for stuff like that. So, I never knew that I was honing skills in that yeah, right. same regard. You feel me? So, um, fast forward again to 2003, 2004. And I'm getting an internship, but I'm on everybody's show. Like, I'm um, in the mornings helping them out. I'm with Waleed Coyote in the afternoon, uh, at nighttime. Right. Um, I'm with Tap Money in the afternoons. Right. I'm with Showdown overnight. Like, yeah. I, I just won't leave the building. Right. And then I would go to Winston-Salem State and go to class and, and have fun there, rocking parties, et cetera, et cetera. Because when you first started, you was, like, still in college, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Like, I was getting my internship. And... I went to go meet the program director, the PD at the station at the time, my boss. He's still the PD, um, Brian Douglas. And he had he was already aware of me. He was like, mm-hmm. I've heard great things about you. And my um, I was I remember one time I was at my um, at my brother boss crib. We were in Plaza South in Winston-Salem and Africa called me and she said, um, we've been hearing a lot of great things about you. And we want to know if you want to be the intern um, for our morning show. And I was like, um, you know, I'm interested, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, you know, but they needed me to be there at 530 in the morning. And yeah. when you're in college, sometimes you ain't going to bed until 2, 3 in the morning. You right. know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, so to get up and be there at 530, eh, I didn't know. And I was really having fun on Waleed's show at night because Waleed would have the strippers. Right. He would have, oh, I remember, yeah. it would be I so remember. lit on Waleed's show. So I talked to my man, Carlos, Carlos King, who's in promotions now at Jams. And he was sort of my, he's sort of my mentor. Um, I've always been fortunate enough to have people in front of me that I can consider mentors that I can go to. Mm-hmm. I was always taught if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So Absolutely. I always want to make sure I have people that I can go to for knowledge. You feel me? You like that? Yeah. You can keep that. <laughs> I that. You can keep that. That was a word. I you can keep yeah. that. So um, I hit Los and I was like, Los, African didn't want me on mornings. 
Waleed said he want me on nights. Which one should I do? He was like, people work their whole careers trying to get on morning radio. If you get an opportunity to get on morning radio, take it. Thanks. So I was like, all right, man, I'll, I'll do it. And I got on mornings, and within like two weeks, they were like, um, I remember Kyle asking me, he was like, have you ever thought about doing prank phone calls? And I was like, <laughs> nah, like what? Like you call somebody and say, uh, and then mess with me. He's like, yeah. So he was like, let's try some. So we called like a McDonald's and hit the McDonald's asking them, could they give us a Whopper and all kinds of just being ridiculous, stupid stuff. And it went well. So we was like, let's call another one. We called Bojangles and asked them about their different yeah. wings and Buffalo wings and all kinds of stuff. And like we knocked out like three or four of them and they was just like, yo, we might have something. Mm-hmm. So for the next... <laughs> For the next three years, I was known as the prank call guy. Marcus Patton is prank phone <laughs> call. He talked Patton. about Lil Prison. Lil Prison was one of the characters that I had made up who was a, a guy who was he had been locked up for some yeah. stuff that he had done in the past, but he had tried to get out and tried to reach the youth. But every time he would try to reach the youth, his rhymes would take him back to prison and he would just <laughs> relapse and, just, and it would just go totally left. And we just I had Marcus Patton Sr. and just a bunch of different ridiculous characters. And... I was on the radio, and I was, like, the biggest name on the radio for, like, six months, and I wasn't even getting a check. Like, I was still just an intern, mm. not getting paid. Not getting a check, exactly. but still working. Oh, man, that's super important. Like, super so many important. people think. But, see, you know what's sad, though? A lot of times people go to college, and they don't do their internships until their senior year, so they don't know exactly what it is they want to do. Mm-hmm. And by the time they graduate, now they're trying they to go stuck. get an intern, and you can't work for free. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? You put yourself in a position where it's not even realistic. Like, at that point, you maybe got kids, you got bills, you got rent. You mm-hmm. have to take care of these things. So it's not necessarily a knock when people say, I got, I can't do it for free. I understand that. I was very fortunate and blessed that I was in a situation where I didn't need 102 Jams money because I was already at Winston-Salem State hosting parties. I was the PA announcer. I was already getting a check and, and money. So money wasn't the issue. I was just building my brand. Mm-hmm. Everybody doesn't have that fortunate situation Absolutely. like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I do understand, like, you try to tell people you will have to work for free. So if you're in college and you're listening to this, like, definitely, man, like, and do your internships as early as possible. Don't wait till your senior year because the most important thing about an internship is not that you like it but finding out what you don't like. Mm-hmm. Like, it would suck to go do an internship at the newspaper and realize you don't like the newspaper and mm-hmm. you put all these hours in trying to be an editor at the newspaper. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So, like, mm-hmm. as a sophomore, as a freshman, like, sign up for internships and leave the state. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Take you an internship at ESPN up there in Boston. Take you mm-hmm. an internship with the L.A. Rams. Like, and that's what I do. Like, I have friends that are in significant spots in different careers. So when people hit me up and they're like, yo, I'm trying to do, it's nothing for me to try to plug them in situations so that they can try to better their situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But like, um, I don't really know how we got off on the tangent of no, internship. No, keep going, keep, keep going. going. My please, bad. Like, they're just so important, going. man. Please like, I going. am where I am because of an internship. Like, so I wasn't the when best you was student. in high school, what did you want to do? Um, I wanted to draw. I was, really? I'm, a, I'm an artist. I, 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 I draw very, very well. And when I graduated from high school, um, I had a full ride to the Art Academy in Cincinnati. Mm. In that same time frame, though, my mom, I was sort of like the head of the house. Okay. My mom, she was, um, she wasn't married. She was recently divorced, maybe two years removed from a divorce. So I felt like it was my obligation to sort of stay at the house and, and, and watch my little brother and my little sister and, and you know, just be the man of the house in that regard. And it was really the best thing ever because I sat out like three years. And in those three years, my mom got remarried. And the guy she got married to, uh, Terry Croom, I, I hated him because he told my mom, he was like, um, you know, Brian is 19 years old and he's still staying in the house. Like, that's not a way for a man to live. And yeah. He needs to get his own house. And I'm sitting here like, dude, like, I've been holding <laughs> down this career for the past six right. years. <laughs> like, who you think you ought to come in and kick me out? You know what right. I'm saying? And because my mom agreed with him, that drew a, a, a line there. You know what I'm saying? Like, You didn't beat. feel like that helped you? No, absolutely not. Not at 19 mm. because I was super spoiled and there was no male guidance there to tell me that mm. that was the right thing to do. He was being that male guidance, but because I hadn't had that for the past six years, I felt like I was the male guidance. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, but in hindsight, it was the best thing ever. Like, like it was, it was, it was, it was awesome because he, they told, the ultimatum was you have to go to college. Mm-hmm. The same, the same uh, ultimatum that all black moms give. Yes. You have to go to college or <laughs> yeah. you have to get a job and get your own place. That's yes. it. Period. Yeah. And, I was lazy, so I'm like, well, I'm going to just go to college because at least college, they'll pay for me somewhere to sleep. Yeah. I can eat for free. I just got to get some grades or whatever, like whatever. So, and what I was did, your major again? 
mass communications. Oh, okay. When I first started, though, my major was art because oh. that's what I just piggybacked off what my major was going to be from high school. Right. And I didn't want to go to A&T because I grew up in Greensboro. So, like, I had been in Barbie Hall more than the average freshman. You understand what I'm saying to you? So, from that perspective, I was like, where can I go this far but not too far? I can still see my brother and sister, mm-hmm. Winston-Salem State. Mm-hmm. And so I go to Winston-Salem State and – um they have a modeling troupe, Mozique, and it's all the bad bitties is in my is in Mozique. So I'm like, I'm trying to be around that action. You feel like I'm not a model, but I want to be around that. So because I have a great personality, I made the modeling troupe, but I didn't like modeling and all that. I did one show and I got a good response, but I'm not a model type guy. But I like the engagement, I like being on the stage. So I asked them, could I host? Mm-hmm. The next show, and they gave me the opportunity to host the next show, and from there I said, wherever there's a microphone, I, ha- I have to have it. I have to have it. Let, let's talk about Greensboro. Like in, in this city, like it's it's cool. Like how does it feel like to be like a a local celebrity? Like I mean, and some people might look at you know look at that as you know negative or positive, or whatever. But to be in this place and like everybody knows you, like. And not even just the radio, because you do so much stuff in the community with the sports and everything with the swarm. Like, how's it? Like, what does Greensboro mean to you? Um, the title "local celebrity" took me a while to look at as an accolade. Okay. Um, I don't know why. It's like growing up, like just being called local was never a compliment. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like if somebody says... Like they trying to downplay you. Yeah. yeah. A little yeah. bit. You know what I mean? Like right. you a local... So you, you just a local celebrity. You know what I'm saying? That type of vibe. And that really used to mess with me because, of course, I have desires to be on a national scale. Absolutely. You know? So from that perspective, it took me a while to just grasp the fact that that was a blessing to be a local yeah. celebrity. Like that is right. an accomplishment. There Absolutely. aren't but so many local celebrities. So for you to even encompass that accolade is a blessing and a testament to your skill set. And I've... and. Luckily, I'm at that point now when people say, you're a local celebrity, like, I appreciate it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I, I appreciate being someone that the city looks at as he reps for the city. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, when you think of the city, you think I'm, I'm one of the names you think of. Like, I embrace that now. I so, appreciate that now. So the flip side to that is it's almost like when Fantasia did American Idol. So when she's, like, at the final of the whatever, it's like the whole city rides for you. So yeah. so when you made your transition to Wildin' Out, the whole city, yeah. like people's having watch parties because B Dot yeah. and Darren was on that. Yeah. So that's and Bean, the, and Bean. Bean yeah, yeah. yes, and Chico Bean yeah. as well. Like that's the flip side. Absolutely. The, yeah. And and it's dope, like, because I I have been on that on that national stage and um um blessed that I'll be back uh, for season fifteen next next Congratulations. season. Congratulations. Appreciate you. Appreciate Congratulations. you. I'm very excited about that. But you know, I do go across the country and I am recognized. And and that does feel good. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because when people see me outside of the outside of the state and outside of the city, and they recognize me and they say, "Oh, you rep for North Carolina," or yeah. "You rep," like I know that I'm doing my part. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I'm and I and I feel good giving them a representation of Greensboro. You ask me what's Greensboro to me? Greensboro is always home. Like I was born in St. Louis, Missouri, right? And I moved here when I was around ten, mm-hmm. but. This has always been home. Greensboro has always been home. This is where I, I lost my virginity. This is where I got in my first fight. Mm-hmm. This is where I got uh, locked up the first time. You feel me? Like all, like, like all, all the, my first. Yeah, all the things that make you a black man. Mm-hmm. I had those here in Greensboro. You feel me? But like, um, it's just, it's just dope. This is always home, man. Like, and 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 no matter if some, I know some people do call me a local celebrity and try to say it as a as a jab. But mm. I, I definitely don't don't take it like that. Like it's super love, and I'm appreciative. So let's let's go back to your um, audition for Wildin' Out. Oh my God, do we have to? Uh, if you it like, sucked. <laughs> it sucked. I bombed. I super bombed. Okay. Super bombed. Oh, you thought you thought I went in my audition and killed and yeah, got on the show? I you <laughs> is that what y'all thought happened? Yeah. That is the opposite of what happened. Word up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walk like, us through it. How did it happen? Um. All right. So my girl Dolly. This is the great thing about going to college. You make um, relationships with people. And my girl, Dolly, she was somebody who, while I was, again, King Kong and Winston-Salem State, she was like my little sister. Mm -hmm. She moved up to New York and became a personal assistant to Nick Cannon. What are Mm -hmm. the odds? Um, Nick Cannon is just so happy to be bringing back Wild and Out. So they were doing auditions in New York and Atlanta. Mm -hmm. She talked Nick into stopping in Charlotte. So that she, so that he could audition me and Bean and whoever else wanted to. But me and Bean, like we knew, she she really just tossed us a lot. So headed to Charlotte, like I'm not preparing for an audition. Like I'm just, I don't have to audition. This is really formalities in my mind. These are just formalities. Like once I get up here, I'm going to say, hey, Dolly. She's going to be like, oh, what's up? Yeah, that's him. Sign him up. And I'm going to be on set. Ah. That's what I'm thinking is going to go. Bean, on the other hand, is super prepared. Like mm-hmm. he's just super focused, super boom. 
We get up here. I'm in the green room with everybody. What's up? And um, they call my name. I go in the room. And I go in the room, and I swear it might be about this size, this setup. There's a camera right there, and it's executives right there. It's like Nick, Dolly, now a couple other execs right here, a couple other people right here, and there's another camera right here and to my left. And um, they say, all right, what's your name, and why should you be on Wilding Out? Me. And my arrogance, because again, I, like this is formalities. I'm B dot. I'm B dot, and this is what I do. Mm-hmm. That's my response to why you should be on Wilding Out, because this is what I do. So I feel the room. And they looked at you like this, just like that. <laughs> and I feel the room do that, and I'm like, oh no, this is this is a real deal. Yeah. And they say, okay, um, all right, well let's play one of the games. You know how the game goes. Mm-hmm. Um, let's play. Um, let me holler. Let's say mm-hmm. it's a, a Wilding Out girl right there. What would you say? Um, it's funny to to make me holler, and I was like, um, uh, 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 oh, um, <laughs> I swear to God, I swear to God, like I'm talking about the biggest brain freeze, and I look at Dolly, and Dolly is getting this. I mean, she is shrinking because this is Bida to her. It's Bida. He's the funniest dude I know. He hosts everything. Like I can only imagine what she told them about me, and for me to get in there and suck like a vacuum, it was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. So then they said, um, well, do you do any impersonations? So I'm like, yeah, I do I do this character called Lil Prison where he'd be, he be locked up and he'd be like, and in prison. And, and they look at me like, Are you what serious? the f- what? And I'm like, and they're like, all right, well, thank you for your time. And we'll be in touch. No. Bro. So I'm like, all right. And I'm walking out the door. And as I'm walking out, Bean is walking in, right? Mm-hmm. I close the door. And before the door closes all the way, I hear the room just erupting in laughter. Like, oh Bean, whatever the first words out his mouth were, were he's just the favorite. funniest thing. Oh, Bean, is, he's, my, he's favorite. my favorite. He's my favorite comedian I was comedian so mad when he came down here and he wasn't with the Wild Mouth cast. Oh, man. I was like, he is like I Bean, want my money back. He's such a <laughs> professional, though. Like, he is, like, awesome. Like, Y'all got to get Bean on this show. Okay. Uh, I'll try to make that happen for real. Thank you. He, he Thank stays you. right in Winston, like oh, for real. Man. Like he literally still lives in, well, he lives in Kernersville now. He just got a new house, but he's definitely all uh, here all the you. time. He's thank at the you. mall all the time. I'll, I'll make that happen. Thank, thank you. But um, he and he can tell you his version of this story because he's killing. So after we get in the car, that's my ride. I rode up there with him. <laughs> so on the way back, he's on the phone like, yeah, I kill. And I'm on the phone with my girlfriend now wife and i'm on the phone with her like baby it was the worst situation ever she's like how do you know i'm like baby like i just know like i'm talking about tears the only reason i did not cry is because bean was in the car with me like it was the worst situation ever and bean of course goes on and gets on the show first season and we had been doing a show called the freestyle funny comedy show mm-hmm. at that time and it was me bean brand and drankins and we did stand up and improv so while bean was up there on set he would hit me up every day like bro i don't know what happened in that audition but this is all we do. Like, this ain't nothing but FFCS, bro. You have to audition next year. And I was like, I'm definitely going to audition next year. So What, what, didn't, what didn't kill your, your spirit and your pride? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've just always had that. I don't know, man. Like, my wife asks me that all the time. Like, she, like she'll compliment me in the idea that I just love how, like, no matter how many doors close in your face, you still keep your head up and keep moving. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't you know, know what who it you is. Are. I do, and I just enjoy what I'm doing, and I know that I'm an entertaining dude. Like, right. I just have to figure out what platform is best suited for my talent level mm-hmm. at that time. You see what I'm saying? And the next year, I just knew that I wasn't. So, the next year, they had auditions in California. Mm-hmm. It was no more treating me in Charlotte and all of this. So, mm-hmm. DJ MC had a, one of his best friends lived in California. So I bought me a one-way ticket. I told my wife, I said, I'm buying a one-way ticket, and I'm not coming back. I'm not going to pick my um, return flight because I know I'm going to be there longer than just a day or two days. Like, I'm going to be there until this whole thing is over. Mm-hmm. And she was like, bet. So I got a one-way ticket, and I flew out to um, California. They had the auditions. I remember going up in there, and I was waiting. I was super nervous. And I remember the last time I wasn't nervous because I was just confident that I didn't have to do it. But I was super, super nervous, like bowels moving nervous. And Nick walks by me. And when he walks by me, he recognized me. He was like, oh, you, he's like, you back? And uh, I was like, yeah, like I'm that. back. Yeah. Not the Nick jerk. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm back. Absolutely. 
And I went up in that room, man, and I fried everybody. Like, I was so much more prepared. I already knew what jokes I wanted to do. I just had to fit them into certain situations. Like, and everybody just got super fried. And it was just like, it was like, yeah, you definitely made it, bro. You're definitely here. And I remember calling my wife and just telling her. And she was so excited, man. And that was the best season ever because that was my that was my first season. It was 2014. Mm-hmm. I went up there in January for um, – for uh, they have little classes, workshops where you get to meet the rest of the cast and y'all work on jokes mm-hmm. and all that. That was like the second week in January. We were up there for two weeks. I flew back down here, got this married. Did, it was in California. No, the, this was when we were doing it in New York. In New York, we okay. were in New York. So we were in New York. I was there for two weeks. I came down. I got married. After the marriage, I flew back up the next day and then shot like five, six episodes of Wilding Out. Wow! And it well, was amazing. The story man. was meant for you. Was meant for you. Absolutely. So, so your epic performance on there, well, most people remember you by. Not most people, but if you if you if you're from the Carolinas, you already know you watching every episode. Yeah. But um the highlight moment was when you asked Bow Wow <clears throat> who uh I think it was who gave the best yeah, fellatio? Who, yeah, who was gave it? the best fellatio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was awesome. That was that was <laughs> that was my very first day, very first episode. Mm. So like my energy on there is just so electric because I was just so excited, man. I was so happy. And the funny thing about that question is before the show, you know, you're just running your jokes by people like, what do you think about this? What do you think if I should ask her this? What do you think about it? And you just, everybody's constantly doing that and trying to punch up their jokes. So I remember going to Conceited. And I said, Con, I'm going to ask Bow Wow. I'm going to say, um, Bow Wow, um, who gives the best fellatio? Angela's uh, Reverend Run's daughter or? Um, Sierra. Sierra. And he was like, you need to come with me. And he walks me over to Tim De La Ghetto. And, Tim's, and he says, you and Tim got the same joke. And he walks yeah. off. So I look at Tim and I'm like, you gonna ask Bow Wow who get the best head? He was like, yeah. And I'm like, damn. So Tim, who is super established already on Wild right, and Out, if yeah. you don't know Tim Delegato, he's the Asian guy. He's super funny. Right. And Tim says, let's paper, rock, scissor for it. <laughs> I say, wow. bet, let's paper, rock, scissor for the joke. Paper, rock, scissor. I lose paper, rock, scissor. And he looks at me and I'm so devastated because this is the joke that I've been working on all night. My delivery on this is the only joke I got. You if know he takes about that, to make the cook. I know it's gonna make it. And if he <laughs> takes this, I'm like, damn, what joke am I or what am I gonna do? What what else can I ask about? Well, I'm already in that train. And he and so I walk away from him and we about we backstage and I'm thinking of jokes and all this stuff. And we're about to go on. He come up to me, he was like, Dot, this your first season, bro. You can have it. And I was like, Are you serious? And he was like, Yeah, you can have it. So I go out there, I do the do the room. We want to know. We want to know. Oh, crap. And I get off and I come back to the pit and we're in a commercial break. And he looks at me and was like, I never would have delivered it like that. Good job, boy. And we just dap up. And like, I love him to this day for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like people might not understand how important that is, but he very easily mm-hmm. could have taken that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, and would have been in his right to do it. Mm-hmm. We paper, rock, scissor. I lost. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and for him to just take that and just be like, you can have this, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I love him to that. Like, we're friends to this day for that. Like, Tim is my guy. Like, and anytime I tell about that Bow Wow joke, I always give Tim DeLaGhetto his props because he and I had the exact same joke, and he let me get it off. What's some other uh, good moments that people that people that might not even get to see? Because I know they, they don't put all of it out there on Wild and Out because I know it's only a 30-minute show. What are some other great moments on Wild and Out that people might not have seen? I am fortunate in the idea that every time I said something, it made the cut. Word. And what? That, that never, that, that very rarely happens. There are very few. Now, I didn't say a lot all the time. Yeah. But every time I said something, there, I've never been, I've never had a joke or something on Wild and Out and did not yeah. make the cut. Wow. Like, that's I've so, been very fortunate. And I've been fortunate. fortunate enough to be on killer episodes. Like, I didn't have the biggest volume of episodes, but the quality episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, I was on the uh, Kevin Hart episode that they play all the time. Right. Uh, the Bow Wow episode that they play all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, but key moments was, um, um, uh, what's my man that did the song, um, uh, Red Bottoms? Gosh, what is the West Coast rapper? I can't remember his freaking names, but it was, he's so fly. How fly, how fly is he? He's so fly that, um, he make girls walk on hot coals to give them permanent red bottoms. And like, that was his song at the time. Oh, okay. so, like, that was, that was super fun at the time. Yeah, like, I can't that? think of Y'all his name. Yeah. He's a, he's a, um, gosh, like a red nose. Like, like, like. Oh, like, got you. Like yeah. a red nose. That dude. Yeah, I can't think of his freaking name. Yeah. But um, asking Nick Cannon, uh, well, telling Nick that his uh, his jokes were stronger than his kidneys, or weaker than his kidneys. Like, yeah, Nick, I remember that, man. That yeah, hurt, man. That did. <laughs> like, I remember the way Nick looked at me like, really? I was like, what? Like, but people recognize me, and they say, like, dang, that was dirty how you did, <laughs> Nick. Was. Going to book, like, but 
How is he at behind the scenes when you say those jokes? Oh man, it's nothing. Like nothing's nothing's ever a problem with him. Not like that's there are no. He gets tired of the Mariah Carey jokes and the Eminem jokes because they've been OD done like a million times. So like it's almost like he it, had a meeting with all of y'all. A now. No, it's not a a now killer with them. Right? It's just if you don't have a new angle on it. Mm-hmm. I've heard every Mariah Carey joke you can right. think of. It was getting old. It, yeah. it like, and it people will still old. do it. Like they will come up and I got well, Mariah. Anytime you even say Mariah, you can just look at Nick's face and he'll just start rolling his eyes. Like, here we go, another yeah. Mariah. That's all y'all got is Mariah jokes. I'm lame. My rap career sucks. Like that's it. Like, but <laughs> like for real, that those are the only three that people constantly go on. But the reality is, Nick don't care because if you kill him on a joke, he wins. If you don't kill him on a joke, they just won't play. It. Right. So how, how did it feel uh, being on there with your brothers, Dan Brandon? And we spoke about him earlier, Chico Bean. Like, cause y'all, cause y'all, y'all started, y'all created the freestyle, funny the co- comedy together. Like, mm-hmm. how, how was that being on there with them? It was unreal, man. Like, that's that's something that you couldn't predict or you couldn't write any any you couldn't write that story. You know what I mean? Like, for Bean to get on first, who is again as far as freestyle funny is concerned, he was top tier. Mm-hmm. When it comes to stand up, even still, he's top tier. Just the way his mind works and the way he just comes up with stuff up, like. Bean is 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 top notch mm-hmm. when it comes to that, and for him to go on first, and then for me to follow him, and then for Brand to follow me, mm. and like I really wish Drank would have been able to get on. Like he had other issues that would, but I really wish the offer because that would have been like unreal. But for us three to be up there and be able to represent the FFCS brand, for us to be able to represent North Carolina, for us to represent HBCUs, Winston Salem State, and A and T, like. It was just unreal, man. Like mm-hmm. because when we started FFCS in two thousand and nine, our goal from FFCS was to get on television. Mm. That was the goal. Wow. We didn't necessarily say to put FFCS on television, mm-hmm. but we wanted to get on television. And uh, the fact that seventy five percent got to get contracts with Wildin' Out and still get residual checks from MTV is nothing short than a blessing. What does success mean to you? Um, being able to do what I want to do and be able to provide for my family with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like providing for my family is the, my number one responsibility and obligation, and 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 I take that very serious. And to be able to do that, and I don't have to, um, you know, just to do a job that I really don't want to do to make those ends meet. That I can, my own talent, I can go out and, and entertain people and actually get a check for that because my skill set is is on a higher level than the average. Like that's successful to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm a kid that came from Cumberland Courts. You know what I'm saying? Right behind A&T. Like, I, uh, parents broke up uh, when I was a freshman in high school. You know what I mean? Like, was a felon at 16. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, and for me to be here, uh, two great kids, honor roll student. My mm-hmm. son, he cries when he brings a B home. Like, all A's. Like, my daughter is a gymnast. My son is a basketball player. So, he player ain't got your personality. Like, he ain't bad in school. He is, though. Like, but he, <laughs> he is. And, but see, the thing is, he has a dad there who understands why he's acting the way he's acting. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just had a situation where the teacher called him and was saying that he's playing too much in class and mm-hmm. being too talkative. Mm-hmm. And mom wanted me to go up to school and straight embarrass him and whoop him in front of his peers and da da da. Yeah. And I'm telling him, like, he's at an age now, he's 13, mm-hmm. right? Wow. He's 13 in eighth grade. So he wants to impress his homies. Mm-hmm. He wants to impress the chicks. You already know. He's not a bad dude yeah. right. by any means. Like, anybody will tell you, Isaiah's the sweet his most compassionate dude ever but he's at that age where he wants to impress people so like mm-hmm. what I have to let him know and he also wants to live up to the expectations of his parents right, right. so and that's difficult when you're 13 mm-hmm. trying to budget all of that so he he, you know he, he's in therapy um, to deal with stuff like that and he um, and every now and then like I was talking to him the other day and I was like I know you're not tripping I just need you to understand it's time to reel you back in it's like twice a year twice a school year I just have to reel you back in, let you know mm-hmm. you're getting a little too out of pocket. And mm-hmm. he's like, you're right, Dad. I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? Like, And we just keep that open communication. Like, he's a great dude, man. Does he see your success? Like, oh, Dad's on Wallin' Out. <sighs> yeah, like, but it's different. Like, I used to do stuff. Um, I used to do stuff to give them, like, little shout-outs and stuff. Um, uh, like, I was on, um, what is the silly show? Uh, was, it, was it Catfish? Yes, I was on Catfish. And there was, um, it was this spot on Trolls. Where uh, they say "slappy slappy," make daddy happy, or something like that, and and my daughter, that was like one of her favorite parts. So when I was on uh, Catfish, I was like, and you know they're gonna go home, and, and you know what's gonna happen when they go home? A little slappy Aww. slappy, make daddy happy. <laughs> so when she saw me do that on TV, she went crazy laughing. Like so, it's just little stuff like that that they really get a kick out of and they enjoy. Um, but 
he he understands my success, but what I try to do is not let my success overshadow him. Like, nope, I don't, I don't allow people to call him Lil Dot. Um, I never let people do that, you know what I'm saying, like even as when he was younger. So now if somebody says it, he'll correct them. I'm like, no, nah, I'm Isaiah. You know, he's his own man. You know what I mean? Like, And, and, and I'm very serious about mm-hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is my success. Like, right. I, I, I got the scars for this success. Mm-hmm. You don't get to reap those benefits. Like, you have to make your own success. So and does he have a social media? Yeah, he does. And yeah. do you tag him in your, like, photos? Or Absolutely. So he does get them followers or whatever. Yeah, he gets that, but 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 it's it, it it's all... I do it in a way where it's because he has personality. Like he's a okay. funny dude. Like him and my daughter. Like my daughter, she has her own little um, YouTube channel. Like she's she likes making That's videos. What the kids do. Yeah. She do. She hit me. I have to do too. a challenge with her this weekend. She hit me mm-hmm. up. She's like, "Daddy, I want to do a challenge." And I'm like, "All right, baby, what challenge are we doing? Whatever I draw, you gotta buy." And I'm like, "Oh, no!" Usually, no. you do that with couples, so she's doing yeah. it with you. And, uh, she yeah. knows you have the money. My wife in the background, and I said, "Mommy, want to play?" <laughs> no, nah, nah, that ain't happening. That's not going down. But um, we do have a challenge that we're doing this weekend. She gets um, 90 seconds in Target, and she can run around and get whatever she wants up to 100. dollars And we're gonna film that. Like she, she, so of course Zay wants to play too. So we're gonna have both of them. Like I just do stuff like that. See, you sound like mom. (laughs) She thought so. I'm two fifty at Home Goods. No, we're not doing that with you, mom. But yeah, like I like I tag him and and he gets he does get the benefit, of course. Like when Wild and Out came here, um, I brought him on stage with me at the Greensboro Coliseum, and but. He aspires to do certain things like that. Like when he was in fifth grade, he did a stand-up routine at their talent show mm. um, at the school and stuff like that. So I try to nurture that stuff as much as possible. Like if he wants to um, do that, like that's fine. If he doesn't want to be an entertainer, he doesn't have to. Like personally, mm. I think he's going to be an um, um, engineer. Like he likes to make Ooh. stuff. Like yeah. he, he really likes to make stuff a lot. Mm. And he, But he's a very, very, very talented kid, man. So I just try to nurture everything. So how do you separate Brian from B-Dot? Like because I know – you know, a lot of people know you here, and sometimes you just might just be with your son, and you know, we just want to just enjoy some Chick Fil A or yeah. or whatever, and you know, just separating it. The well, two. sadly, I don't get that option, and my children know that, and my wife know that. <clears throat> um, I am property of the people, and they understand that. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and we love you for it, and, and and I appreciate that. Like, I have no problems with that, and luckily, I have a wife that has no problems with that, and my kids have been trained to understand that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's a lot of times, and sometimes I want Carla to be like, all right. So when I'm out and I'm with the wife and I'm with the kids, and somebody comes up to me, they're gonna get my they're gonna get my undivided attention. Like, mm-hmm. oh man, I listen to you, and I do that because. Um, you know, this may be the only time this person ever needs mm-hmm. me ever in life. Right. And I would hate for that interaction to be cut short because I'm selfishly. If I don't, if I'm not having a good day, then I just stay in the house and just try to stay away. Like, I don't want to be out with an attitude and somebody comes speaking like, what's up? You know what I'm saying? That he was treating me because that word of mouth goes so much further than you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I need every interaction with me to be as positive as I can make it. You know what I mean? So from that perspective, my, my family, they understand that. And... You know, we'll be in the mall, and I've told my wife we're on a system. Like, if I'm, if 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 I'm talking to somebody, like, hear me. If she walks on, her her cue is to walk on. Like, mm-hmm. you just keep walking, and that way I can say, my wife leave. I got to get out of here, but I appreciate you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's that's sort of our little Beautiful game. System. That, oh, Beautiful we got a super system. system. Like, so, Beautiful. but they don't have a problem with that though. Like, my wife doesn't. Uh, my kids don't. Um, and you know, people are respective. So, a lot of times people will come out and they'll say, I see you with your kids, man, but I just want to let you know I'm a big fan. Can we yeah. take a picture? And, mm-hmm. and I really, really, um, take a lot of time out when dudes do that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm not the picture guy. It's a, a lot of it is ego, but a lot of it is just that I don't, I've always trained myself into thinking that I don't need to take a picture of you because if I'm a fan of yours, nine times out of 10, I'm going to be in your environment at some point. Like that's Mm -hmm. just how I've always carried myself. So I don't really have pictures with people. And then plus like just on a, on an ego level, like I don't want to ask you to take, excuse me, can we take a picture? I just feel uncomfortable doing that myself. Mm -hmm. So you never got starstruck? Yeah. But even still, I won't ask for a picture. Really? Yeah. uh, There are very few pictures that I've asked for. Like it's very, I saw Juvenile on set for Wild and (laughs) Out and I asked him for a picture. And a lot of that was because my wife is a huge Juvenile fan. Mm -hmm. And I was telling him that and we just flicked it up for that. But like, I just, it's just difficult for me to do that. It really is. But so for when dudes ask me for pictures, 
I know how awkward sometimes yes. it might make them feel. You mm-hmm. feel me? So I try to be like, what's up, my dude? What's your name? You know what I'm saying? Like, and mm-hmm. just break that ice so that right. they can feel comfortable taking this picture. And don't, because it's times where like a couple will come up to me and the man will say, uh, she want to take a picture with you. And then he jump in there. But no, 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 no. He'll, 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 take, <laughs> he'll take the picture and then his lady will say, are you going to get one, baby? He'll be like, oh, no. And she'll be like, don't act like that. You know that. You know what I'm saying? And he'll be like, and so that, at that point, I'll be like, man, come on. So what's up, dude? You ain't trying to get no picture with me? He'll be like, I mean, we can get a picture, you know. And then he'll take <laughs> the picture. And then he'll say, yeah, I do listen to you all the time. And I'm a big fan. You know what I'm saying? And that's okay. Like, right. I appreciate that, my dude. I really do. All right. And moving forward in your radio career, from being um, the guy that was, you know, just the intern, rather, to now hosting the, the biggest radio show. I'm going to say in North Carolina, man. Mm-hmm. Like, Man, anywhere you go in North Carolina, man, you know 102 Jams. In my opinion, 102 Jams is the biggest radio station in North Carolina. I don't... I'd agree with that. I, I agree with that. I mean, and, I'm biased, but... And you got the biggest radio show in North Carolina because a lot of people are syndicated. So yeah. we, get the, we get the Ricky Smiley's, whatever. Y'all got... Y'all like... Local, baby. Home base. Home base. So um, my question is, um, how, from from being, you know, like I said, the intern to now moving into the three live crew and, y'all ha- and you being the front runner of a major morning show, how, how did that make you feel? And, and was you ready for the pressure? Yeah. Yeah, I was ready. I, I, I didn't know if I was ready, but I felt like I was ready. I, um, I was appreciative because at that time, um, Kyle and I were on the morning show, and mm-hmm. they had let Tosh go. Mm-hmm. Tasha McKeel was on for a second. They had let her go. And excuse me. And, um... It was just awkward energy between me and Kyle. Like, we had been together for so long. Um, I don't really know exactly what it was, but it was just awkward energy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and and since then, we've had time to talk and grow past that, which was super, super great. But he and I were on the air, and when we got off the air, they brought him in the office, and they let him go. And when and, mm-hmm. and that's how radio does. Radio doesn't give you a chance yeah. to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. You're on the radio, and after your shift, you get canned. That's how it goes. You don't get a, they, they don't give you a heads up before you go in the air because no they don't want you to say anything. Um, if your contract is up, they I mean they can they can cut your contract and just give you a severance pay. Really? Like yeah, like anybody can do that. It's a right to work state. Like in North Carolina, you can get fired for anything. Like it's a right to work. Like they can come in and say, you know what, I don't like you wearing a, a hustle gang sweatshirt. You're fired. Seriously. Even if it's biased, like you black, you fired. I mean, you can go and try to take it to court and all of that, but they they can they have the right. That's to what that's, that's what radio refuse. been doing for years. Like, <laughs> but mean, that's even, the, but I mean, right yeah. to work state is North Carolina. Period. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That's a fact. So I thought I thought you couldn't do that. Like, if I'm black, you can't nah, fire me because I'm black. Nah, no, you. I mean, I mean they. they Trust. Now, nobody's going to come in and say, you're black, you're fired, because they know that's going to be a lawsuit. But, but I know that within me. Yes, but if you can't prove that, if they say, um, yeah, but you've been wearing that jean jacket to work too much, and we need, and we told you it's casual, but we need you, want, want, like, you're fired. Dress code, whatever, whatever. I mean. Yeah, North Carolina, man. But with that being said, it was very strange energy during those times. And when they, they brought me in the office, and they were like, um, Doc, I want to let you know that we just let Kyle go. And as they're saying this, I'm looking out the out the window, and Kyle is driving off. He so knew like, that. it's not like I got a chance to say goodbye. It's not like a chance I got. You like, know what? And not to cut you off. Cra- crazy enough, as a fan listening, I could hear the awkward energy. Yeah. You know what? Crazy. You I, 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 you know, because I was a fan. Like, I, yeah. y'all was in my day to day, going to work every day, and I could like, it's like, man, it seems a little awkward. But yeah. I was like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It, and see, that's see, that's the strength of radio. That's why the three live is so strong. So and that's strong. why that's why so the um the wild out when it was me Kyle Africa and and Cap or me Kyle and Tosh that's why that was strong because we were legit all friends yeah and and me and Kyle were still friends but it was just something it was just a different dynamic at that time that it I really felt like work it just it felt like work mm-hmm. it felt like work and um so for them to because at that point they could have let either one of us go they could have let me go or they could have let Kyle and, go. and that's and, and what and he Kyle knew. Was the veteran. Yes. That's what he knew. And that's yeah. probably what the problem was. And see, mm-hmm. for them to let him go, like, that's why I was, you know, that's why I mean, as in I was thankful. I was appreciative that, you know, like, they had enough faith in me that I could carry that baton. And they knew that I respected the brand. Like, mm-hmm. I respect 102 Jams. I'm from here. You know right. what I mean? Like, I was, I remember when the jam machine broke for, like, two days, and it was just, oh, jam. Oh, see, that was before you moved here. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, um, and shout out to Kyle doing great things in morning oh my radio God, in man. Chicago. Hey, it's All Star uh, mm-hmm. this year in Chicago. Right. He mm-hmm. got like so many parties. Mm-hmm. He's the king of mornings in Chicago. Like mm-hmm. he needed that though. Right. Like Kyle has always been a city guy. Right. He's mm-hmm. a city dude. He was already from like New York. He was from Philly. From, from Philly. Yeah. He's from Philly. Yeah. So he always wanted that city. So him yeah. in Chicago, where he got to catch the subway and stuff. Right. Like he's really legit. Mm-hmm. So cliche as it sounds, living his best life right now. And so, like he had to get removed from this situation sometimes you need that that's what i was about to say like sometimes you think it's a it's a downgrade but really they have to cut that so Mm -hmm. that you can elevate yourself you know what i'm saying and and how did you go about was you part of the picking of osama been drinking and um roxy yeah um they they uh they at the day that they let Kyle go he asked me who would i want to have in there until they found a new morning show and I said, um, definitely drink, because drink had been coming up anyways on Fridays and being silly, doing all types of stunts, and he would just do all types of ridiculous stuff. So I was like, I definitely want, and we were doing FFCS, so it was only mm-hmm. right. I trusted him. Um, and I tried to figure out a way to incorporate Bean and Brand, too. Like, mm-hmm. with Bean would be doing the um, the Love Doctor segments, uh, and drink, I mean, Brand would do um, the, the, the Fat Trainer um, stuff <laughs> yeah, like where he was that. a trainer, but yeah. he was giving you bad advice. Like, So I was trying to keep everybody as incorporated as possible, and... Um, but I needed a female, mm-hmm. and at first I was—I'm—I'm <laughs> just a firm believer that if you look good, you sound good. So I wanted my female co-host to be attractive. You know what I'm saying? Like I just—I just felt like that. Um, Roxy is beautiful. Tasha was beautiful. Tasha Africa is beautiful. beautiful as well. Like so, um, I just felt like that, and um, I, I, I was first first trying females who had radio aspirations mm-hmm. that were attractive, mm-hmm. and they were all just sounding like. Why when they ain't gonna see them in the first place? It's just—it's just. It's just all they gonna do is hear their voice. For male ego in the room, I have to see you every single morning. Every single morning, I have to see you. I would like for you to be attractive. That was my gauge. I'm sorry. As, but as, you got a woman, so who cares? I still have to come to work every single day. Right. And but it, we and, have one of those days listen, where we got our bonnet on. We like, hey, and that's fine. But if you're attractive, you can throw your bonnet. Like you, you're an attractive chick. So Thank if you got you. your bonnet on, that's fine. But if you're unattractive. And you got your bonnet on. I don't need you beside me, Miss Man. <laughs> I don't need you beside. And you do. And if you do nothing for pictures, like we got to take a bunch of pictures and promo. That's true. Like I just, I, it was a certain look that I just felt like I needed. I needed the dudes to. I knew that they would rock with us, but I needed the dudes to really want the lady. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like I just, mm-hmm. I just needed that. Um, well, at least I felt like I did. Um, so I, again, like it really came to bite me because I was trying to find just attractive chicks with no, not real substance, mm-hmm. and they were sounding like crap on the air. That's what I was about to say. They were sounding like crap, and and it. And it really was a situation, and I tried females in the station, and this was my gauge every time. I would tell a female, like, say you were auditioning, right? It's me and Drankins, and you're coming on in the mornings, right? I would tell you before we go on the air, listen, all I want you to do is be you. Stand on your own two feet. Whatever you think. If if I I come up and I say, what's um, your favorite color? And you say red. And I say, why red? And you say, red is the color of love, is the color of blood, which keeps <laughs> us going. Like, red is the best color ever. Right. And I'm like, red is a stupid color. Why? Blue is the best color. Blue is life. It's the air. It's the water. Won't do, won't do, won't. And then you say, I need you to, I need you to stay on Come red. Back. No, I need you, but I need you to stay on red. Oh. And let me know why red is still your color. A conversation. And, and you would say, okay, I can do that. We would get on the air. I would say, what's your favorite color? Red? Oh, that's stupid. Mine is blue. And you would say... Yeah, you might be right. Blue is a better color. That's not entertaining. And see, yeah. what happens is, like, when I say that to people, everybody always says, what? No way. I would have stuck on red. But when you're in a situation when you're auditioning, you don't want to rock the boat. You feel like if you go against what everybody else is saying, then they're not going to like you. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you have that pressure on yourself. You mm-hmm. want them to like you while you're in this audition. So if I'm being so combative with no red is it, you thinking I'm not going to like that. When in reality, I need that because that's right. what makes radio radio. It sucks if we all are now on the same page. <laughs> All of us saying, yeah, man, right. red is the best Kumbaya. color I want to But if, if we all got different perspectives, that's what makes you listen and be like, oh, no, nah, I'm with them. That's So I went through a bunch of females, and they would all do that. They would mm-hmm. all change their color, for right. lack of a better um, explanation. And I was I didn't know what else to do. And mind you, my boss is looking for another morning show, seeing who's going to replace us, et cetera. Wow. And... You say looking for somebody going to replace y'all? Yeah, because it's we're right now in limbo. Like there's a there's a, a, a an opening up on the website. We're looking for a morning show on 102 Jams because there is no morning show. Like I'm just filling in, mm-hmm. me and Drank and whoever we happen to bring in. So he asked me one day, "Have you ever thought about bringing in Roxy?" And I'm like, "Roxy, I was like that that work on nights with Wally." And he was like, "Yeah." I was like, 
not really. I mean, I'll see if she's available. You know what I'm saying? He was like, all right, yeah, see if Roxy's available. That's all we got left. I was like, all right. So I hit her. I was like, Roxy, you got to work tomorrow. She was like, yeah. I was like, well, I would love for you to come in and sit with us on the morning show. She was like, all right, I'll see if I can get off. She could get off. She came in the next morning, gave her the same spiel. Stick to your color. Red is your color. Boom, boom. We get on the air. What's your favorite color, Roxy? Red. Mine is blue. Red is stupid. She was like, <laughs> okay, well, that's what you think. I like red. And I and me and Drake immediately looked at each other like, that's it. Oh. That's it. And from there, like, she just always stood on her own. She stayed 10 toes down. Like, whatever she was on, she was on. And I respected that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I had appreciated that. And, like, she was just a strong female voice. And from there, like, we all went to lunch one day. And she was working another job. And she was having to take off every day and not get to work till 11 o'clock. She's supposed to be at work at 8 o'clock. She worked for Blue Cross Blue Shield. She worked. She supposed to be at work at 8 o'clock. She wasn't getting there until like 10, 30, 11 because she was auditioning for radio. Mm-hmm. And they was on some joint like, you need to make a decision. Either you're going to work for us or you're going to quit and boom. So she quit her job and gambled on us. And we went out to lunch and we was like, yo, I'll be down. They let somebody come here and take this morning show from us. We're way too good. We're way too good. Like, there's no way we're going to let somebody take this morning show. We're going to be the tightest show that he has heard, period. And we was like, bet. And we went so hard, three live crew. We went so hard. Like, we went and got pictures, logos. We was plastering everything. We hadn't had a contract. No, we were still just filling in. Almost. You, y'all but did we, it out the truck almost. Legit. Like, guerrilla like, warfare. Like, like we went and deboed. We went and took that spot. And I remember he brought us in the, in the room. He was like, listen. I don't even think there's anybody we could bring in that could then match what y'all are doing right now. We want to give y'all a contract, three live crew, one, two, one, two, one. And we was like, heck yeah, we signed a three-year, and now we're going on year six. Man, that's that's amazing, man. And so many other changes in the radio station. I mean, Wally Coyote was such a, a huge factor in, yeah. in, in the city. Like, how was it like in, um, in uh, what's the African guy's name? Is Tap what? Money. Tap Money. Like, yeah. How was it feel? Because it seemed like the whole radio station made like a flip, like a whole That's change. crazy y'all can feel that because mm-hmm. – that was always – that's what we say behind the scenes. Like, like right now, because, like, like for – when I first got on was Wild Out. Um, then we went through the, the change with Tasha Makia and Delight was in afternoon – or in middays. And then they moved <clears throat> to Tasha to afternoons. And it was just so many different changes. Right. Like, right now, this is our this is our shift. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we always say, like, I refuse to let 102 Jam suck on our watch. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, as long as three live crew is at the helm, like, we refuse to let it flop. You know what I mean? Like, so, from that perspective, it was tough when we lost Tap. Mm-hmm. Tap is, you talk about local legends. Legends Absolutely. in there, like, Tap Money is big dog. You mm-hmm. talk about local legends. Waleed Coyote, mm-hmm. like, the stuff that he's done in the city as far as artists and car shows and just mm-hmm. street and just clubs, like, it's unmatched. So, for us to lose those two and still have to keep the station afloat with things like the car show and Lit Fest and stuff like that, like, I feel like we've done a good job in continuing to move the brand of 102 Jams forward. You know what I'm saying? Like, because those were two devastating blows for us. Absolutely. Do you feel like radio plays a big part in music to this day? Yeah, yeah, I really do because, um, you know, like That's artists. A question because because a lot of people think radio's dying. Yeah, yeah. Which me, I kind of think so. A lot of people think that, but the reality is, radio has so many different pluses that the average person just doesn't really understand. Like, we still are the pulse of the city. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? Like, when you need to know what's going on in the city, I you turn on phone. the radio. Yes, you can. You can. You can. You can absolutely do that. But but as far as a station presence, we have that. Like, we're in the city. Like, we're still. Knowing what's going on, like, the, like, um, advertising wise, you know what I'm saying? Mm, like, like, advertising wise is 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 huge. Like, nobody is even looking at television anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. everybody has streaming services. Yeah, so to look at it, like, I don't have cable or direct TV. Same. I watch everything on Fire Stick. You right. feel me? So like, mm-hmm. from that perspective, I don't remember the last time I really saw a commercial. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, like, buying advertising dollars on a television station doesn't hold the same weight as a radio station. You know what okay. I'm saying? Like, it's things like that. Not to mention radio has really transitioned to a whole digital format as well. Like, we have apps where you can go listen to the station. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the same way you have podcasts. Like, 3 Live Crew, we have the 3 Live Rewind on SoundCloud where you mm-hmm. can go listen to the show and podcast. Do you feel like and podcasts and radio is the same? Uh, no, I feel like they're, they're, they provide, um, entertainment to two different audiences. Mm. Um, I feel like podcasts is more for, for conversations and topics Absolutely. and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And you just find which conversations and which topics you want to dial, um, dial into. Whereas radio, you go to for, you know, your musical selection of music you like. Um, like a lot of times, like people say, Oh, you hear the same songs over and over. Well, 
radio caters to that person that wants to turn on the radio and instantly hear a song that they have familiarity mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. And that's what they cater to. And in between those songs, we can give a variety of topics. You see what I'm saying? Like, so they're, they're, they're not one and the same. And like, when you think of just things in the city, like, when when there's a when there's a tornado that comes through, like who's who's out um, collecting non-perishable food items? Is it is it Pandora? Mm-hmm. Is it Spotify? Is it is it the TV stations? Nine times out of ten, it's your local radio stations. It's, right. it's your homegrown radio stations. And one thing about y'all, one or two jams is really in the community. Absolutely, like, like they're in the community. Like I've like I've been to events. Like you know, like they're like they're there. You know, yeah. you know, yeah. you know. Sometimes they'll do the events where. Pull up at the local whatever, but you know what I mean. Y'all, y'all really in the streets. I can see you at Fitness Connection. I can see you at the club. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So it's- but, but that's because we're from here, though. Like we're like we're we're in the streets because we want to make sure that. A lot of times, like, even when I was a kid, I remember 102 Jams being at the school and, right. and doing stuff like yeah. that. So we want to continue to carry on those things. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember growing up and them doing the Stuff the Bus and all mm-hmm. of those kinds yep. of things. I remember the birthday bashes. Yeah, that dude would stay on the bus legit mm-hmm. a week while a you week. collected right. items. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and that that's very important. Like, people remember stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and they remember that forever. You yeah. know, like, so it's those type of impressionable moments that radio can do that 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 a podcast can't do and Pandora can't do and Spotify and Apple Music, they just can't do. Now, if you want to go for this, this song that you want to hear right now, Yes, like we right. can't we can't compete with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So what we have to do is try to be stronger on other fronts to continue to get that that listening. And one and one thing about y'all, which I love, is y'all play every yeah. Like sometimes I listen to one or two jams that almost feel like a mixtape. Like because the way we consume music now, I'm th- I'll be 35 next month, and so I'm not up on all the young latest people. So sometimes I cut it. I'm like, oh, I ain't never heard that before. Oh, yeah. I ain't never heard that before. Yeah. And, and it seems like. Y'all format is different from like the where I listen. Cause I live in Raleigh, like K K nine seven five. Yeah, like Brian Dawson. And yeah, like seem like y'all breaking records, uh, breaking yeah. new songs almost. Um, and y'all I, will play local songs as well. Local <laughs> people. Mm. Could you repeat that? Y'all will play local people. Shout to uh, but Rico. But do they wait until the last minute nah, where everybody sleep the place? No, 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 no. Rico, shout to Rico Barino, Ricky, yeah. Ricky Ruckers. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, that's dope. What's the other guy, the R&B guy that's Oh, Luke seen? Nasty. Luke, Luke Nasty. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Like, but... First of all, local artists will say we don't play their music that's, at all. That's, that's, like, that's nuts. Oh, yeah. They'll be that's on nuts. Facebook oh, talking trash about us. But the reality is oh, we don't play crappy music. Right. You see what I'm saying to you? And, like, the reality, everybody thinks they can rap. Everybody mm-hmm. thinks they're nice just because they can afford some studio time right. or a microphone mm-hmm. and record. But the reality is your talent level is not there. And the reality is also local artists need to understand that your competition is not other local artists. Your competition is... Uh, Two Chains, Jay Z, uh, anybody that's mainstream playing mm-hmm. records, because the radio station is is different in the idea that it's not there necessarily to break records. The radio station is there to leech off of whoever is hot. Because if you're hot, mm-hmm. we're gonna play your record because people want to hear your record, mm-hmm. and then people will listen to the radio station. It's not, hey, we want to make sure that you become a star, so we're gonna play your record sixty times and hope people like it. Mm-hmm. No, we gonna turn that shit over. Who would who would do that? <laughs> right. If you had a radio station, would you play a bunch of music that you hope? That's like when I'm in the club and a local artist come and be like, play this. Has the DJ heard that yet? Nah, but I'm telling you, it's hot. Why would we not play Future and Drake? To play right. your record because right. we hope that it works. Mm-hmm. Like, that makes no sense. It makes no sense. And when we drop your record and, and don't play Future and Drake and the dance floor get empty, then all you're going to do is sit there and look at us like, oh, they hating. Right. Damn, this shit bump. You, they hating. No. No, that's not the reality. I tell all local rappers, man, listen, if you think your music is hot, go ask 10 people that you don't know have they ever heard of you. Big facts. That's the reality. Big because facts. The radio, people think that they put their music on the radio and it makes them hot. That's not how it works. You become hot and the radio will play your music. Mm-hmm. That's legit how it works. Like, mm-hmm. I got to be on radio because I was already King Kong at Winston-Salem State. They knew me. They the, the boss knew me. They had heard of me. My name had already been mentioned in the station a couple of times. If I'm on the radio and I'm down and, and they're like, yo, what's up? Why you ain't playing this new such and such? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I ain't never even heard of it. Click. 
And a few yeah. minutes later, somebody, yo, why y'all ain't playing this new such and such? Now right. I'm like, what is this new such and such? And that has happened. Yeah. Like, I remember them talking about the song Lotto by Tia Corinne. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how that happened. Like, mm-hmm. people was calling me up and tagging me, like, why y'all ain't playing this? Why y'all ain't right. playing this? And I was like, Vegas, who is Tia Corinne? Right. And he was like, I don't know. I was like, she got some song Lotto or something. I don't give a fuck. I'll be the bitch up ass up like Lotto. Bitch, try your lo-. Like, and when I heard, I'm like, yo, this is dope. Yeah. Vegas, check this out. And right. we played it. Because it was a dope record. Right. And people vouch for it, like, and that's how it works. That's how everything works, man. Social media, all of that. Like, I can't just shout you out and people are gonna follow you. Right. That's not how it works. That's people true. follow yeah. who they want to follow, whether it's for news, entertainment. You think she's or he's attractive, whatever yeah. your reason is. But you don't follow anybody because somebody said follow them. Do you feel like numbers matter? On followers? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, folks are cutting checks off followers. Absolutely. Like it's it's folks getting it's folks getting positions that talented people can't get because they got followers. Got followers, absolutely. Yeah, followers matter. All right. Before before I let you out of here, man, um, I got a few top fives, man. Okay. That I, I want to know. I know you close to Chris Paul. Yeah. And so, um, top five NBA players, man. Now, not, not, of all time. Just your fa- just your personal. My personal your favorites. Personal, your personal top five. Yeah, of course CP3 is on my top five. Like that's my guy. Like he was my guy at Wake Forest when I was at Winston Salem State. That's how we became friends. He would come over to Winston Salem State and we would kick it and have a good time. So of course that's one of my favorites. Right, um, Josh Paul. Howard. I'll put Josh Shout Howard in my Josh top Howard. five. First part, um, I remember seeing him in the club with the big chunky tra- with the up? big chunky <laughs> tray chain on. What's up? Yeah. That's my dude, man. I love Josh, man. He's doing big things down there in okay. Winston now, that's coaching basketball, man. So that's definitely got to. Give Josh Howard, um, LeBron definitely. LeBron. Um, King James is, is, is how, before you keep going. How was it crazy that day when all those guys was in the gym? I think that was it. That was at uh, Winston State. State. That was crazy. Unreal. When they had the NBA lockout, um, the NBA, the top NBA guys were all traveling um, the country playing pickup games. And Chris Paul brought one to Winston. And I was so thankful that he brought it to Winston Salem State because, of course, he went to Wake Forest. Right. So he could have took it to Wake Forest and filled up the whole Lawrence Joel Coliseum mm-hmm. without a doubt. And I remember CJ, his brother and his manager, calling me and was like, yo, we're going to bring one of these to um, Winston. And I initially just thought it was going to be at um, Wake Forest. And I was like, bro, please let me do the PA. Please let me do the PA. He was like, um, of course you're going to do the PA. We're going to do it at Winston Salem State. <laughs> right. And I said, y'all going to do it where? And he was like, I went to Southern State. I was like, man, you lying. Like, no way you're going to bring all of those superstars. And sure enough, it was homecoming and them fools brought. Every, <laughs> I'm serious, man. Everybody, the top players in the NBA, the only one who was not there was Kobe. Mm. D-Wade, Kyrie, Braun, Melo, everybody, man. Steph, everybody. And it was so amazing, man. So I still thank him for this day. But LeBron, and at that game, LeBron took his headband off and gave it to my son. And we still got that joint at the house. <laughs> what? We still got it That's at the dope. house. LeBron, so he's th- he's number three. Um, um, favorite just all time, and I think all time, I definitely got to throw Kobe in there. Again, like when I was – Rest in peace. Yeah, Kobe graduated high school a year before me. Mm-hmm. And when he graduated high school, he was the man. Like it was like, yo, like – Took Brandy to the prom. Dude, like <laughs> you didn't get no cooler than that. Like right. he was the absolute man, though. So definitely Kobe on that list. And last but not least, you got to go to go, MJ. Like, like MJ is definitely my favorite, like, just from the books. I've read all of his books. I got in trouble in third grade for stealing one of his books mm-hmm. out of the book fair because my mama wouldn't give me enough money to buy it. Mm-hmm. Like, I stole that joint. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, yeah, MJ, LeBron, Kobe, CP, and I don't remember who my – oh, Josh. Yeah. T- top five rappers. Top five rappers, 2 Chains, Lil Wayne, Jay-Z. What? That's the first time I ever heard that. What? 2 Chains. Why? Two Chains is one of the most slept on lyrical rappers ever. Like I love Two Chains. First so of all, you you was back with Titty Boy. You was on him when he was. No, Boy. I was I wasn't necessarily a huge fan when he was Titty Boy. Uh-huh. I like his little flows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But once he became Two Chains with the swag that he got and just yeah, all of that, uh-huh. I just love Two Chains. I love his little <laughs> vernacular. I lo- I love the way he throw words yeah. together. I love Two Chains. Two Chains. <laughs> like I can't say Two Chains. She tried me. Two Chains, Lil Wayne, Jay Z, Big Sean, and that's tough. Because of course I want to go Cole just because he's home team, but I don't know if he can get my five man. Well, what Cole done did to you? No, no, no. I love Cole. He ain't done nothing to me. He ain't done nothing to me. But I think I, it's really tough between me on, on Master P or Jeezy. Yeah. And you know, you and Jeezy had your little history. But so. I still love I love so, Jeezy, man. I love, yeah. And that's that's what hurt me the most about that interaction because I was the biggest. I brought Jeezy to 102 Jams. Right. I remember being 
in Miami, coming back home, listening to Trap or Die, mm-hmm. and telling Jay Flex, yo, we have got to play this. And yeah. it was like, what is this? Jeezy, we got to play this. And we played it, and the rest is history. Of, so when we had our interaction, One of my so. first Super Jams, um, Super Jam, big concert they have here in Greensboro. Oh, Used okay. to. We don't have it no, no more. No more, oh. but... Uh, yeah. Uh, Trapper Die was out, and he he opened up for Boys in the Hood, and I was like, I he's that. already like I remember that. goat status, yeah. and he opened up for Boys I in the Hood. I remember that. Yeah, that was dope. That yeah. was dope. I remember them coming to the block party and all that. That was dope. Yeah. Any more questions before we get out of here, Kiana? One last one that I had in my head. Let me hear it. B dot. Hmm? Where did it come from? Um, my name is Brian. Oh, okay. And everybody used to call me B all the time, and I got the Winston Salem State at two thousand. Right, so when I'm in Winston State, that's like really when folks really start using the whole dot coms and all that kind of foolishness. Like up until then, like internet really wasn't popping to like that. Damn, I sound like a dinosaur when I say that. I feel like a dinosaur when I say, that. "Can we edit this? Edit all this out?" <laughs> no. So, so like my home, it was a dude on campus at Winston State. His nickname was dot com, mm-hmm. and um, my folk Rico, he just told me he was like, "Yo, man, like it's a lot of bees, but." But like you, the, you, you, the, you are B. You, like after you, it ain't no other B's. Like you B dot. Like put a period by that joint. You're B dot. And I was like, yo, I like B dot. I was like, um, and I, I thought about making it B dot com. You know what I'm saying? I was like, nah, but because dot com has already got his name, I'm gonna just stay B dot. But I don't want to spell it D O T. I'm gonna change the O to an A H because that's the R sound. So dot B dot. Yeah, B dot. And I swear to God, like <laughs> from a, from a very high moment in Brown Hall, the name B Dot was formed back in like late two thousands. Wow. Yeah, and it stuck ever since. Yeah, we just gonna end it on that. And it stuck ever since, bro. Best conversations podcast, man. Thank y'all for having me, man. man for real. I, I, I'm, I'm so appreciative, man. Uh, let the people know what you got going on because you got a, a big comedy show coming up, right? Yeah, well, um, I'm on the uh, the the fabulously funny show with Mike Epps and Tommy mm-hmm. Davidson and DC Young wow. Fly and Gary Owen um, from Valentine's Day weekend. And um, I'm just working, man. Um, season 15 of Wilding Out coming out soon. Three live crew. We got a three live rewind podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, just working. Just working. Whatever, whatever's available. Greensboro Swarm Games. I'm gonna be at the ACC tournament doing media there. Um, <clears throat> I'm just I'm just out here, man. Being a parent, a father, an entertainer, getting it in. And I'm going to leave on this, man. How hurt was you when uh, Carolina blew that game the other day? I don't like to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to talk about it. It's nothing really to talk about. And I think I said I'm a parent and a father, but I meant parent and husband. <laughs> but nevertheless, I don't like talking about the game. We are on a very, very – Tar Heel basketball is horrible this season. Like, with the injuries and not being able to jail properly, man, like, and just not being able to finish games, everybody, every Tar Heel fan will honestly tell you when it was three minutes left and we were up 13, we were all nervous because yeah. we just was waiting on mm. what inevitably happened, us to lose. Mm. Crazy. Best Conversations Podcast, I'm Killer TV. And you're here with Pear, P-A-I-R, follow on YouTube and Instagram. Yes, sir. Make sure y'all follow follow us on Best Conversations Podcast. Make sure you follow me, Killer TV, and see. Make sure you follow this funny dude. Who the hell is Pear? Oh, that's my YouTube channel. <laughs> I'm about to say, I ain't been calling her Kiana the whole day. She didn't throw me off. I was like, yeah. Yeah, what the hell? B.TV, man. B-D-A-H-T-TV on all social media. Will we get more more YouTube stuff, man? I got to get my YouTube together, man. Like, I'm so. What's baby girl YouTube? Ryan T Ryan's World. Ryan TV at Ryan's World. Something Mm -hmm. like that. I don't really remember. Because I I missed the I'm sleep, though. I missed that. My boy 50 would love to hear that. My boy Fifty, he's a producer, man. He does writing and stuff, man. We definitely need to get back on those. I be having my hands like with Maffa videos, the Make America Fat Again, mm-hmm. um, the 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 movie reviews, the uh, speed dotting that happens mm-hmm. every Thursday at eight thirty on my IG TV, I mean my IG live, and then I'm sleep those like. I just be trying so to get many. everything in, bro. And it's, I stretch myself so thin. Like, that's why I have to stay in therapy, man, to keep my mental right. Stay in therapy and listen to my praise channel to get my mental right, my spirit right, and then go to the gym to get my body right. What made you not. start going to therapy? Honestly, mm-hmm. I was having problems in my marriage. Okay. I was having problems. How long? I got married 2014, too. My Word. Mm-hmm. Respect, my guy. Respect. Respect. February 1st. Yeah, I got um, married in September. I that's what's up. Yeah, September. <laughs> September, love might, you, Might want to edit that, too. All <laughs> 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 right. Wife gonna I hope be mad. it's September. Yeah, it's September. Now, I was having issues in, in, in my marriage, and I was just being a knucklehead, and I knew that I didn't want to lose my wife, and I didn't want to lose my family, so I needed to figure out what it was that I was that was make that was plaguing me that make me act so damn silly. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like and what's the best advice that you could give to me just being married? Um, me too. Me too. 
communication, man, as easy as that sound, man, open communication. Like, be able to talk about anything. Like, if you don't like something, let them know. Because a lot of times we assume they know. And because we assume they know, we feel disrespected. Because if they know, then why are they not changing it? And if you have not told them, then you cannot assume that they know anything. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and as, as basic as that sounds, there will be conversations that are hard to have because you don't want to hurt feelings or you want to protect feelings. Right. So you will be like, well, I'm just not going to communicate about that. But even those conversations, those are the most important ones that you need to have because those are the ones that, that what happens is you let that one go. Then there's another conversation over here that you want to have. And you let that one go and there's another conversation. Next thing you know, you just swept all this stuff under the rug and you got this big pile mm-hmm. and then y'all start tripping. Do you feel like it's okay a lie to tell it's okay? A lie? Like any lie. Small Mm. lie, big lie. Is that okay to tell your wife? Is it okay? No, but sometimes I think um, a a, a stretch of the truth is is necessary. Absolutely. You know, again, like from a male perspective, you don't want to hurt feelings. So you want to try to figure out ways to say certain things. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if she's, if she's, uh, Getting a little little weight added to her, you might want to say, "Babe, guess what? I signed us up for the gym. Let's go hit some of these gym classes." See, you didn't like that, but how else am I supposed to tell you that you didn't got chunky and you look like the little biscuits when they pop on the side? How else am I supposed to tell you that? See, so you ask me, "Is it all right to lie?" The answer to you now is yes, because you cannot take the truth. All right. Well, thank <laughs> thank you again, B Dot Man. Thanks for having me, man. Seriously. I'm such a fan, I, man, and uh, nothing but success. Appreciate I'm a, it. Always listen to one or two jams and everything you got going on. First time I ever met you, man. You cracked on me. When y'all oh, did, you got beef. <laughs> Gonna wait to the end to tell right? me. This. <laughs> when y'all did, the, when y'all did good nights. Yeah, in Raleigh. He did good nights yeah, in Raleigh. Yeah. I sat up front. My wife was like, "Don't sit up front." I was yeah, like, no, that's, man, that's beat out. Yeah. We, we sit up front. Yeah, y'all and homies in your mind. Yeah, we homies in my mind. I'm right? homies with everybody in their mind. <laughs> right, I am. And so I sat up front. You said something, and you was like, "The girl went this way" or something like that. And you was like, "You looked." He was like, "Oh, look at him." I forgot. Oh the no, joke. no, I do remember the joke. You do remember? The I joke. remember the joke. That's crazy. Crazy. He lying, he don't no, I swear to God, I'm gonna tell you because I do. I, well, we used to do it all the time. Like I would say, um, this next because I was about to bring up Drinkins, mm-hmm. and I said this next comic I'm about to bring yeah, up, yeah, yeah. he um is super ratchet to the point where we got sign language, and the sign <laughs> language it. and the sign <laughs> language goes like this, right? Uh-huh. And that pretty much means no disrespect. Okay, no disrespect to anything he might say, and we really do it for the deaf lady that comes to our show. She comes out. Where are you at, sweetheart? Oh, there she is, right there. How you doing, babe? <laughs> And this fool turns around to look for the deaf lady. And I'm like, stupid. Why would a deaf lady come to a comedy <laughs> show, stupid? Like, and the whole room just dies laughing. Dies. But every time I do that joke, somebody, like, we've been in schools and, like, the whole section would turn around. I'm like, you know. <laughs> That's how we be How are y'all looking for a deaf lady for? And we're at a comedy show, stupid. And so, like, yeah, I remember that joke. That's crazy, yeah, man. See? So, ah, uh-huh. ha. <laughs> so, what did it take to get that joke? Do you prepare before you go in there? Um... I really don't know how we started that joke. Like certain stuff, like just being on the road, you just get dome. certain. No, that was that was that was one that started off the dome, but because it was funny, I would just keep it and I would just do it wherever we it go. It works. You know what I'm saying? It works. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. most time, like the material, like I went to Cleveland and I had to do like five shows, and like they had never heard any of the material that I've ever done ever. So all of my material. Though I've done it a million times, it's brand new to them. So right. I could yeah. just go with the confidence, knowing that this tried and tested material is super funny. Like when when Mike Epps comes down here, this is this he isn't standing up there going off the top of the dome, but you feel like that because a season comment yeah, will come sucks. up and they will start. It doesn't suck because you enjoy the show. And yeah, yeah. No, no, I said that's facts. Oh, oh, that's facts. Yeah. But see, what happens is he'll come up and he'll say, um, and look at y'all. Y'all, y'all, y'all married? Yeah, well, how long y'all been married? Three right. years. Three years? Man, that ain't long enough to do nothing. Wait till y'all been married five years. Look, right. you've been married five years, and now he's going into the scripted material. Mm-hmm. But he set it up with just interaction with the crowd. Greensboro, it's raining like hell. Man, I ain't seen no rain. You know, and then go to some scripted and, material. And then all that somebody got to say is uh, give him a street name. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. boy. I heard don't go down M. Eugene, but I went down to M. Eugene. And, and now you're like, oh, he coming up off the top of the dome. Like, those are little Yeah, but then my feelings get hurt when I turn on Netflix and he's saying the same thing. No, but see, that's not fair, man. Like because and that's what that's what sucks about comedy, right? Because if when you turn on the baby, you want to know all of those lyrics and rap all of it, and that doesn't change it because you know the song. So why does it change a joke? If the joke is funny, the joke right. is funny. I've seen Eddie Murphy raw a million times, but and it, I and still laugh. Blast, I've seen right. Kevin Hart say, so I still yes, laugh. If a joke true. is funny, it's gonna be funny. You'll say the joke with them and still laugh. So like, that's not necessarily true. Like, that's true. But yeah. still, some jokes I don't want to hear again. I'm black. Yeah, that's but, real. But let, let's let B-Dot go because I know oh, you're sorry. busy. Oh, sorry. No, yeah. no, because I know you're a busy man. I've been man. up since 430, bro, but know, it's not a problem. I, I know you're a busy man, man. Really humble. Nice guy. Yeah, Appreciate man. you. But, uh, 
<laughs> Best Conversations Podcast, man. Thank y'all for listening. B, uh, B. Dot. Thank you again. Thanks to uh, Press Play Studios, man. Press I'm about to say, this is your yeah. fault, man, because every time we get ready to end, you start going into a tangent. That's bad. Then he'd be like, well, last nah, question. Shout to, I always got to shout out to Press Play No, nah, big shout to Press Play, man. Big shout to the white guy behind the board pushing the buttons. <laughs> Thank always you. need a white guy on your team. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much.